The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to another episode of the World's Team on Blogging Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Pretty good. Happy holidays. Did you have a nice Christmas? We did. We, you know, we had a little beach time. It wasn't freezing this year. So I'll chalk that up as a win every day. Yeah. I mean, this year was like... out to the countryside. Yeah, I was up north of Scotland this year. Something completely different. Normally, me, my mom, and dad uh, just always spend Christmas in the house and that, but we just wanted to get away. Um, but yeah, it was up. Uh, it was absolutely lovely. Um, nice wee log cabin. Picturesque. It, it it was awesome. It was really awesome. I would definitely would want to do that again in the summertime for sure. So, but yeah, it was good. But yes, uh, yeah. Christmas was good. We've got 2024 just around the corner. If only the uh, Cowboys didn't give us a lump of coal for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I feel like we deserved more than that, but. <laughs> yeah, that Miami game, like, we are our own worst enemy. Like, let's be honest. Like, the Cowboys have every ounce of potential to be the best team in the NFL. And the only reason why we're not doing it right now is because of our own mistakes right now. So, and kind of just looking back at that game, um, just we we held Tua to one touchdown and the rest of the points was all based on field goals. And yet we scored more touchdowns, whatever, and that. We managed to tell down one of the most uh, explosive offenses to only 22 points and yet we still lost the game so that's on Mike McCarthy's end let's be honest um but yeah yeah it just it I will give it to Dak a little bit too it just felt yeah it felt like he was uncomfortable yes it definitely with the, the woes of our offensive line, Truman Ardulga had a terrible game. And I mean, really bad. It felt, it, good, yeah. No, it, like he was not playing as a tackle. He was playing as a guard in a tackle position. Like for him like that to actually try and make double team blocks in the inside when you're leaving likes of Bradley Chop un, unattended, that's a no, big concern. They never fixed it. Nope, never fixed it. Yep. So it's just like eventually he won't be able to do it. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. 
No, no. So, um, but yes, we're going to be up against these Detroit Lions who have just won their first NFC North divisional title ever. Because the last ever title they ever won was when it was just the NFC Central or something like it, it was before, like, it, like it was before NFC got broken up into four divisions, essentially, or whatever it was called. And and last time that was when Barry Sanders was still playing. So, I mean, fair fair play, congrats to Detroit. Um, but we've got a tough job at hand, even though we're at home, even though it's a celebration. Because we yeah. do have Mr. Jimmy Johnson getting into the ring of honor, and rightfully so, and hopefully that may lift yeah, this blooming cuss. About then time. Yeah. And and everyone keeps saying within Cowboys Nation, is this the curse is gonna get lifted? Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna throw a little RJ um esque um trivia here. Um because Yep. So I believe the last time Mike McCarthy was ten and six with a two-game losing streak, we did end up in the Super Bowl. If I'm mis- if I'm correct, he ended up there. Is that what you're saying? It could. It, it, if we can sort out our abysmal away performances, then possibly. But it's a big ask. Like, well, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm, ask. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be real here because the way we are right now. At home, yeah, we could probably beat anyone right now, but when we're on the road and it's likely we are going to be the number fifth seed unless Philadelphia screw up, they screw the pooch, but we just need to assume that we are going to be the number fifth seed and as of right now, it's going to be Tampa Bay away. Then after that, who knows? It could be going against Philadelphia, could be San Francisco, could be anyone. So... um. And if we were to play Tampa Bay, that's still a tough game on itself. So, but not to ju- not to jump the gun and all that. We're going to be focused on the Detroit Lions as of right now. That is very true. Um, it's 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 hard not to think about the next steps of this. But yeah, you do have a formidable opponent. You have today. Yeah. Saturday. Yep. Third Saturday game. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, I mean the last what last four games, I believe we, they're all playoff teams right as of right now. Seattle are yep. currently in the playoffs. The Eagles in the playoffs. Buffalo are in the playoffs, and Miami in the playoffs. So we've been up against playoff contention teams as of right now. Yes, we 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 somewhat struggled with with Seattle. Yes, we dominated Philadelphia at home, but we did struggle against Buffalo massively and. We just seem to not seem to click at all within against Miami. So going up against Detroit, so this is going to be the fifth game in a row we're going to be playing a playoff contention team as of right now. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Meg. I'm skeptical about this game. And for good reason. They're... Tight end Sam Laporter is on fire. The rookie tight end, the, the guy that we were looking to as possibly draft in that second round before Detroit picked him up. He's been fantastic for the Detroit Lions right now. And their offensive line are well and above outperforming the way we should be playing as of right now as a unit. And and Jeremiah Gibbs, the running back, also the first round draft back, he's been re- looking really good. 
Um, so, and Jared Goff, of all people, and I never thought I would say this, but he's been, he's, he's turned the corner in his career as of right now. Like he had a dude, a rough couple of years at the start of his career with Detroit, but now since Dan Campbell has came into the fold, he's become that more game manager as Cam Newton would like to put it at down as. Um he's yeah. been he's been very efficient in that. And you gotta give credit where credit is due. So going into this game, I like we cannot take Detroit lightly. They are a playoff team. We need to set the set the principle here going into this game fast and early and really take it to Detroit. It is a way to get back on track. Um and I think you have everything in your favor here. Like you are at home. You're obviously very comfortable here. Um, even with, you know, the injuries, which we'll get to, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, positive for you like you can really build here you can take this potential win and you can you can do more with it eventually um and get into the injuries though while we're kind of there um Mm -hmm. because there there's some sizable ones for us um i i don't see tyron playing this game but yeah I as my uh, if if the Eagles were to screw up on Sunday or what what whenever as they are playing, like I would still like to put Tyron Smith in there because it gives us a better chance to like put the pressure on them. But but if if the Eagles were to win their next game, then I would leave Tyron out till the playoffs. Leave him out this Washington game the week after. Let him rest up and make sure he's ready for the playoffs. Essentially, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but kind of going down the injury list, obviously Rico Dowdo, he's not practiced on Wednesday. Firstly, he is definitely out for this game. Jonathan Hankins, as we all know, he is out. And the only other questionable it was mentioned it was Tyron Smith. Um, uh, for likes of Detroit, though, they've got a couple of players out, which should kind of help us in terms of a uh, Dak Prescott, because uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a defensive back, he is out and linebacker James Houston is out and for their offense uh, tight end Brock Wright is out so he's like their backup tight end to Sam Lepore so I I don't really have much concern in terms of that but in terms of their defense it's a bit it's a slight boost to us uh, in terms of going into this game and we'll take it um considering the fact that I I don't believe that Tyron Smith will play this game yeah Uh, we might need some some help. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, Matt well, let's go, uh, which is good news. He has had full practice all week, so he could feature in this game today. Uh, tonight, he could feature. Um, he has. We a, might have a, Are we going to have a Deuce Vaughn game? Maybe not this game. Um, there is with, to, there is with to, being out. They might. Well, I be- there is the question of Malik Davis being elevated. There is that as well. Okay. Yep, yep. But if it was me, get more Hunter Lucky involved. Definitely. I know he had the setback. I know. I know he yeah. had. I know he had the setback in the Miami so game. I but felt a lot of eyeballs when you said that. But, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame that on 
Lipke or Dan, I just blame that the fact that he's not been given the distribution of the number of reps in practice to work on that. So yeah, I, because that obviously tripped them up when we used him. So why not do more things like that? Now, do you want to trust him when you're in the ends, like basically a goal line drive? Maybe not. Or uh, you get a redemption. I don't know. Like, I, I would definitely trust more Hunter Lucky than I would Tony Pollard, to put it that way. Ooh. And okay. I'm and I'm not being harsh. Into, well, in a way, I am being harsh in a way because I'm still questioning Tony Pollard's decision on that next play after the, the fumble uh, under, after Lucky. So why did Tony Pollard not run it right out to the outside? Why did he decide to cut back inside and go directly into like uh, where the cornerback and a defensive end that actually chased him back to stop him right on the like inch inches away from making the touchdown. And the problem is with Tony Pollard, he didn't dip his shoulder. He didn't lower himself down to actually drive the, the players back. He was too upright and just got absolutely pancaked literally right on the one yard line. So there is a question in regards to that. So, May, might sound harsh, but I would trust more him to look at a guy has done this throughout college at North Dakota State. And he's just, yeah, he it's like, he's a fullback. He knows what to do. Lower the shoulder down. If you're, if you're like really short yardage, like your third and ones or whatever, and that use him to look at, like, or Rico Dowdo for that matter. Like, obviously, he's out for this game, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's been interesting to um watch the adjustments that we've had to make with Tony being the number one mm -hmm. uh, this year. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, and if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I don't think we will see Tony Parlo next season. That's no. th I, I, that's just I uh. If you would ask me before the season even happened, I probably would have said that too. Yeah. Like the, I think the way why we're utilizing Tony Paul so much, we're trying to see what more he can give us to justify giving him a big contract. That's the reason why. And frankly, like, yeah, he's, he wants he, to give everyone money. So yeah. yeah I mean, frankly, yeah, he's almost had a thousand yard season, but it doesn't look like a thousand yard running back at all. Like, no. like he has his moments. Yes. But, He's not your bell cow. He's not a bell cow type of running back. He's not the one that's going to drive linebackers three or four yards after the line of scrimmage, like after a tackle. Like he's not that type of style of running back. He's the type of guy you'd want to throw screen pass to and run he's him. He's a complimentary to... back, and when yeah. he is complimented, he can run. But absolutely, other than that, it's yeah. it's tough sledding. Uh, yeah, and this is where you're seeing a lot of Cowboys nations like, why didn't we trade for Derek Henry or something like that? You're seeing a lot of that happening right now on the Twitter space right now. So I can understand the frustrations in that because, and we're seeing Zeke right now actually starting to make an impact now with the Patriots, funny enough. Yeah. And now it seems to be coming like, it's like, why didn't we keep him? Why, blah, blah, blah. It's like, End of the day, it was a business decision. We just need to accept it and think and move forward from there. But but going into this game, we're going up against a really good um, defensive front as well. Um, we've got a like what looks at our offense and stuff like that. Uh, 
the Lions right now, that the in terms of the matchup and stuff like that, they're twenty nine percent to win this game. We're seventy percent to win this game. So the pressure is on us. One hundred percent. They have our former long snapper. I didn't know that, Jake McQuaid. I did not know that. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was just <clears throat> pulling up to look at their depth chart. Um, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson is someone that is going to be your biggest. Yeah, and he is. Problem. Yeah, he's going to be more lined up against Terrence Steele for the majority of the game because he plays more on the left hand um, edge. Then you've got John uh, Kaminsky as well. He's actually had a pretty decent season as well, but their uh, Benito Jones, their right defensive tackle, he's had a fairly decent season as well. I think maybe not so much on the stat line, but when you you watch the film of him, he's getting into the gaps pretty well. He's putting the he is creating pressure, not so that'll be quite a good study test for likes of Bayadish and Tyler Smith. So that's definitely something you need to keep your eye out for. Yeah, I mean. I the thing is with this team, uh, the Detroit Lions. I respect a lot of these players, um, and I just th- I just think they're coached so well, um, and that's why they that's why they do so well. Um, if you're, oh, if you're, yeah, yeah, Dan Campbell's a cr- a crazy guy, but it uh, works so well. That's the type of coach I would love to have a guy that that just speaks his mind and not gives a beep about anything. Like exactly. Like, because I remember when Detroit made the acquisition and the media was like, oh, he's not your, he's not your truly conventional coach. It's like, what, what, because he's outspoken. He says it as it is. He shouts at his players when they're doing something wrong. What's wrong with that? Like, you don't want a babysitter of a coach to be on your team. You want a guy who's there to coach you and grill you to make sure you get things right. And you're you're seeing that with Detroit in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, they've had a wee bu- bu- bumps, ups and downs across the season, but they are starting to become quite a good team. And we're seeing that right now. Well, and like the first year he was there, it was just like they were still losing, but the vibe of the team wasn't that of a losing team. It's created that the culture. So that It's created that culture now. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And like, cause, yeah, because they were, they had a terrible like win-loss record. But like at, towards the end of the season, you would never know that. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean... <laughs> Just kind of looking at their their roster as well, like, and and I I did not even know this as well. I'm looking at their actual quarterback 
depth right now. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback number two. That's and, a great quarterback number two. And even their third quarterback, Hendon Hooker, the, the, yeah. the, the quarterback Hendon, from Tennessee, yeah. the, the one that everyone wanted as Dak's replacement as QB3 for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Crazy. And for the running back, Stephen Montgomery, uh, Montgomery, I do apologize. He's had a good season. Jamal Gibbs has had a good season. I'm on St. Brown. He's been a really good star for him right now. And Montgomery is an absolute freak of nature. He really is. And his speed is actually going to be a, a problem. But after yeah, one... that talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you feel about um, our run defense against? Um, people like Gibbs and Montgomery going into this game. So the problem with our, again. Yes. So the, the problem with our run defense, for me anyway, based on looking at the next gen stats and watching film over and over, is the the outside run. That's our biggest problem right now. I'm not so much worried about the inside run, like, and th this is what I was kind of saying about last week with Mazzy Smith, like. He did not deserve the much criticism as he get because he didn't really get much of a stat line or whatever in that. But when you look at the actual stats in terms of the run routes and stuff like that and how much yards per game they got in the inside run compared to the outside run, the run interior run defense did their job. They held them down as much as they could. The problem yeah. it was leaking was from the outsides, particularly on the left. So and 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 it's sad to say it's on Demarcus Lawrence's side. Like, and I'm not putting this on Demarcus Lawrence. Like, he's still a great run, run stopper, but the problem is, is the fact that our uh, secondary, our linebackers, are not coming down as much on that left hand side, uh, right hand side in the defense to cover that up as quickly as they should be. And that's the problem we do have right now. We've got players are naturally more of a safety playing linebacker. Like, it's a wee bit like, even though we're playing well ish. As a defense, we're holding teams down, but we can still be a lot better. Well, and I think that goes to the fact that they didn't bother to ensure that linebacker core. Well, we, we tried to. Um, we did have Overshawn in the draft. We did bring him in. We didn't. Yeah, uh, but then you lost him before the season and you I didn't know, do it. I know. And That's we did. The thing. And we did bring in Rashad Evans. Um, and you but, cut him. And we cut him. Yeah. Because, um, because at the end of the day, protecting Dak is more important to them. 100%. And it should be. Absolutely. You want to protect your, your investment in Dak Prescott 100%. But, but just if you look at, like, they had so many opportunities to do something there to help him out, especially even after LVE went down, like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. It just kind of feels like we, we've just been like, we have guys, people will move around. It's fine. It's not though. <laughs> yeah, we, we have been lacking quite a little bit in terms of trying to bring some additional muscle to help support certain positional groups and stuff like that. So I think this could be a bit of a rude awakening when it comes to a, going into the draft process next year. It's like, okay, right, we do have the tools there, but we need some additional bodies in there to really help prevent from this happening ever again so um but just to kind of add this as well like 
the the Lions' offense is a top five, both in rushing yards per attempt and lowest in sack percentage. So, and with terms of our defensive line right now, they have not been put in productive as much as we like them to be in comparison to earlier in the season. So yeah. if you like, don't get me wrong, Parsons. Yeah, he did get like half a sack with Dorrance Armstrong in Miami and that, but it's the pressures though. We didn't really create as much pressures as we would like to. And with that being said, like if we're not creating the pressures, it's going to give Jared Goff more time to be available to actually deliver those passes to like Susan Brown and Laporte. And and that's a concern. So we need our defensive line to be on point. We need yeah. we need that whole unit to be absolute dogs against this offensive line. Put Penny Sewell, put uh, Glasgow in the back foot. Uh, what's his first name? Um, Frank, uh, Graham, Graham Glasgow and Frank Ragno as well, the right guard and the centre. Put them in every single bit of pressure. And you've got your other uh, tackle, uh, Taylor Decker and left guard Jonah Jackson. We need to put every ounce of pressure on every single one of those guys from, from the B gap to the A gap and to the edge. Every single one of them. Fill the gaps, well, put the pressure on uh, Jared Goff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, if you pressure Goff, he's going to start making mistakes. Um, it's it's a whole chain reaction, Meg. It really does. Like, of course. If, like yeah. if you put if you like if you don't put pressure on Jared Goff, then it's going to make your secondary in a more compromised position. If you put your if you put the pressure on Jared Goff, then it's going to make their jobs a lot easier. Well, and I noticed there was a, a a draft name that we've spoken about before from two years ago, I believe. Panay Sewell. Mm. Yep. yep, he's had a fantastic season this year. Yep, absolute, absolute unit of a player. The right yeah, tackle from Oregon. Absolute unit of a player. I mean, it, it would have been a dream to get him on board. It would have been, but yeah. we did, but... but I think for we just need to accept what we do have right now because let's be honest. Every time I see a offensive lineman that we could have had, I'm just going to be like, "What if?" Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be the question, now, isn't it? What if? But yeah. I, I think for next next year, especially like with the potential of Tyron Smith who might retire, and it's very likely, like because I cannot see him taking on an ass season being halfway injured. All the it's time. so crazy because this might be one of his like better seasons. I know, I know. The problem is, which he, he, he just doesn't stay fit. Like, like look, I'm not saying staying fit. Like, yeah, he's he's a fair, he's he's in fantastic shape. Yeah, but it's the injuries. It's it's he's not had a full season since 2015, I believe. So, right, and he while he has played more games this season, it's still not the same as the what you're getting out of like Tyler and you know the Chumer and stuff like that or like we've well we've not even seen Willett's go and we've not even seen a right. or a seen Richards. We've not even seen him feature on the I, field. I wanted him to come in so bad last game. What, I was Richards? like do something else. Like take Chuma out. I'm done with him. Take, yeah. But, but, but if Chuma's playing left, if Chuma's playing left guard, I have no problem with that at all because yeah. he is more a natural guard than he is a tackle. And I, I kind of it did look as though looking back at that Miami game, 
he was still trying to play as a guard rather than playing a left tackle. So there's something to be said for leaving a guy in in a in a situation, you know, where it's not serving the team necessarily. Because you know, you can build off of that, you can like find some wins in there. This is one where I was like, you you gotta take him out. Like, why are you leaving him in here? It's it was so bad. Yeah. To me. I was no. just like, I don't understand the decision not to stick Richards in there. Yeah, it's it, it, it's questionable from our coaching staff point of view why leaving him in there, leaving Dak in a more compromised position like that, especially when you've got a guy like Bradley Chubb. But, but the thing is, he was obviously struggling with it too. Yeah. Like it was, he just could not make a decision, and he didn't have time to make a decision. Yeah, he was like, he, I don't feel comfortable, and so therefore I will do, I will check it down. I will like. I will take a sack. I will like lose these yards and I'll, we'll just punt because yeah. I don't know. I don't have time and I don't know. I can't read these routes. And like, these guys are, cause they were, there were guys who were like, this guy was obviously open when you don't have time to look this, yeah. that might've been his like third option. And he didn't yeah. have time for three, three options. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally spot on. Like, and depending and the play calling has an effect on that as well. Yeah. It, like so, it's it really does boil down to the coaching. Like they no, should. Have... I completely agree with you. I I hated the the calls that game. Um, I I don't know. I it, it's it was so irritating to watch because like it felt. Of course, you know, coaching from your couch is easy because you're like I see all this stuff and like in the game, like maybe they're missing it. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so, I think everyone agrees. It was so irritating to watch the like play calling there. Yeah. Yeah. But so you're like, I, I can tell you how to help Dak right now, right now. If you, if you listen to me, Mike, let me call, let me call in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like And, and in fairness though, like our defense didn't really lose the game first. Like I said, they only kept two or down no, to they one. Didn't. They, they, t- they kept, kept two in there. Yeah. They, they kept them one of the most powerful offense, like the most explosive offenses to only 22, po- 22 points. Only one touchdown and the rest was field goals uh, and extra points. So Yeah, like when you account for Tyreek Hill, you just give him like probably two touchdowns. Yeah, like Tyreek Hill did not, like he was one, no. yard, one yard away from 100 yards. That's all he got was 99 I'll yards. take that every day. Yep. I, I would take I guess yeah. the guy like Tyreek Hill, absolutely. But Here's my concern going into this game, right? We we already yeah. mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, right? And he's yes. lately and he's lately going to be up against um Terrence Steele. If Odoga is playing at left tackle, I can see them making the shift, putting Aiden yeah. Hutchinson on on up against Odoga. And that scares me to the high heavens. Uh as it should. It's look. Adoga, not a terrible player. Like it's, he's he not, has, it's, yeah, it's, it's he not. Yeah, it's not. It's not a terrible player. It's, it's just right. It's just he not. has the capability of being a like a good player, but I think in these big moments, like I don't know what it is. He's just not a tackle. Just it's, because it's, he's. It's just not a tackle, Meg. That's it. No. Yeah. Like, if he was in the guard position, maybe even put like if you were to swap Tyler Smith with 
Ododa switch the positions around. Maybe that's what you should do, but like, will they do that? That that's to be a minor adjustment because Tyler has played the position quite a lot in his right. career, like career in Dallas. That should be he should be more equipped to do that. And Adoda has played quite a fair bit of playing more guard and stuff like that as well. So to me, it makes more logical sense if that's the lineup you want to stick by with. But if not, then I would look to an alternative alternative option to play left tackle rather than Odoga right now. Yes. I know we do apologize. No. We, we do apologize, Cowboys. I know this is supposed to be a, a celebration for Jimmy Johnson, but we're we're, we're trying to be as like realistic as possible going into this game because this is a game we should be very concerned about. Yes. I mean, you have so much stuff going for you in this game. You're at home. You're very comfortable there. Um, I think, honestly, I, I said this on Girls Talking Boys, but like I think that Dak in particular is going to thrive even with like the unsurety of the offensive line. Like I think he will still do well um, in this game just because he is so comfortable and so familiar with the home field. And I don't know. I just, the, the Jimmy Johnson thing, I, you, it's almost, you want to say that's like, that's, you have to win that. Like, but it's that's a must. Pressure. It's a must. That's the pressure that like, you're not accounting for when you're yeah. talking about, I mean, not accounting for people obviously are aware that's happening, but it's almost like scarier. Like it makes the game bigger, even yeah. bigger. It's, it's funny that you mentioned like that Prescott needs to have a big game. And I totally agree. The I think pro- he will. But, so the, pro- the, the problem I do have is, is we're too reliant on CD Lamb. Be it, like So what I mean by that I is... I don't think we're reliant enough on CD Lamb. <laughs> I, I, but not just, not even when we're targeting them. Like right. when, when CD Lamb is on the field, the other yeah. wide receivers seem to step up. It's like, think of that CD Lamb as a battery pack for a device like if you take the batteries out, it becomes slightly useless. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Because the production from our right receivers and tight ends with CD Lamb not being on the field, even though it's not being targeted, drops yeah. drastically. The reason why? Because CD Lamb knows how to spread the field. He knows how to grab the attention, spread the field. Where when it's the other wide receivers in there without CD Lamb, they're locked onto those players like like god knows what like yeah like glue. yeah yeah glue i i, I forgot the, the exact word there so You're like yeah. something sticky i don't know <laughs> yeah like, like glue yeah yeah but so that, that that's the concern i have like we can't no just... i think that's a that's a really good um euphemism point. metaphor point well, point absolutely, but like <laughs> just like the way that you spoke of the battery pack and compared it to CD oh yeah pack yeah yeah particularly, I think that's that's a great way to put it. Um, and because he really does power the offense, you could you it was very noticeable when he, they, he wasn't getting those looks against Miami or in the Miami game. Um, and it, you're just like, why are we doing this? Like, where's CD? Like, it was very obvious that like he was absent yeah it's 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 actually it's i wouldn't say it's a cause of concern 
But when you're going up against a team like Miami, then yeah, yes, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Like, well, okay, so all this to say, I still think you and I both feel positively about our chances in this game, correct? Absolutely. If if, we're, if we play to our strengths, then yeah. Yeah. If, if every single player in the Dallas Cowboys turns up and plays the way they should I mean, be, I feel like that every game, but <laughs> yeah, but but am I gonna say it's gonna be a walkover? Absolutely not. It's gonna yeah. be a very close game. To me, it feels like it's gonna be what that Seattle game was like. It's gonna be very yeah. dirty, very nitty and gritty. But I think by the end of the game, the Cowboys will prevail. That's well, let's I... talk about that then. So what's your uh, what's your cheeky prediction of the week? My cheeky prediction of the week. Okay, Miss Mary Poppins. Um... <laughs> he, you always like make fun of me if I do a British accent, but I won't stop. So <laughs> no, just keep 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 the ball rolling. Why not? Um, okay, so um, this week for my cheeky prediction of the week, I'm going to say Luke Shoemaker is going to get the first touchdown and. Also, on the defensive side of the ball, Mazzy Smith is going to have two tackles for loss and a fumble recovery. Ooh, that is cheeky. Yeah. Very, very, very bold prediction, but yes. I think Hunter gets redemption in the end zone this week. I was going to go with that obvious pick, that one, but I want no, to... No, you said it's obvious? Yeah. I don't think it's obvious. I think I think there is a little bit of redemption. You think going it's obvious? To, I, I think it's obvious. Like I would, if, if it was me, I would have put Hunter Luke to get that touchdown to redeem himself from the last week's previous mistake. But I thought, nah, I'll 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 go above and beyond and think something absolutely a bit more obscured in a way. Um, like all right, Goff gets picked twice. One is by Gilmore. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that one. In fact, why not Demore Clark? That would be a good one. Yeah, that's a. If we're talking about redemption, that would be a good one too. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, give me your score prediction for this oh, week. Okay, so uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be twenty-seven, Lions twenty-four. Yet again, we're aligned here. Um, I I gave this prediction on Girls Talking Boys. I will say it again. Um, because I, not. Not that I'm ever correct, but <laughs> might as well stick with what I'm going with. I said 27 to 21. Oh, you're not far off. So you're one field goal away from mine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I guess I'm disrespecting their kicker. So I don't know. <laughs> uh sucks to be you, Craig Reynolds. Sucks to be you. <laughs> who is Craig Reynolds? <laughs> That's the kicker. <laughs> no, I know. But like, who is this man? <laughs> he, he ain't got nothing on our kicker that's for sure <laughs> that, i mean who does at this point <laughs> brandon Aubrey for president there we go uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> all righty well you've heard our score prediction you've heard our cheeky predictions hopefully some of these come true and i really do hope that the uh force that is jimmy johnson leads us to victory tonight Yes, tonight at AT&T Stadium, I believe the kickoff at 7.15, I believe. Yes. Yes, yes. and if you're what in the UK... for you over there? It will be a, late, late it'll, night. Yep, it'll be a 1.15 kickoff. But the good thing no, is... It's, 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 yeah. 
good thing it's a Saturday night. I don't have to worry about work the next day. So Who that's cares? great. So so I'll be staying up for it, for sure. <laughs> um, but yes, um, but if you're going to the game, folks, enjoy it. Enjoy the celebration for Jimmy Johnson. And hopefully we can get this dub and put the pressure on these filthy filthy eagles, whatever you want to call them these days. Yeah. Uh, like Exactly. Um, the thing is, also, you can watch the full Jimmy Johnson ceremony on ESPN. They're going to show the whole thing. So um, if, if, if you have to record it, whatever you got to do, um, definitely make sure to check that out. It's going to be a big night. Um, and I hope the guys play up to that. Um, you can follow us. Um, I'm Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And Paul, you are. I am. I am peace do. Perfect. Well, be sure to check out bloggingboys.com for any and everything Dallas Cowboys, all the news, all the stuff. It is there. Um, every day we have podcasts for you. You can check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and tell Paul. I don't know. What do we what do we want to tell you this week? I don't know. You always you always have something. <laughs> you always do. I, that um 2024 is gonna be the year that he moves to Texas, I think. Yes. Tell him that. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's like, he's into this. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next week, it's Dallas forever. Philly, Philly for never. Never. <laughs> Let's go. Bye. Here we go.